We're going to look at Psalm 127, uh, verse 3. Psalms 127, verse 3. Actually, I think I'll, I'll read all of it. So uh, back there on the computer, you it's all there, but it's kind of broken up. You'll have to follow me a little bit. Psalms 127, 3 says, Children are a gift from the Lord. Come on, somebody say amen to that. Amen. They are a reward from Him. Um, it goes on to say this, that children are a heritage, an offspring. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man who has a quiver full of them. Come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Lord, you're here. Your spirit is here. Your presence is here. You're moving. We just ask that you speak to us tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Come on, if you'll believe and receive that, why don't you say amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, so Psalms 127.3 says this, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. You know, as me and Shannon started talking about tonight and, and this series, uh, one of the questions that we get asked, I mean, I probably get asked on a weekly basis, is we get asked about, about parenting. And we get asked about our kids and, you know, how did, what did you do for, you know, to get your kids to behave the way they are or whatever. And, you know, my response is always this, like it, it has very little to do with me. It has more to do with, with Amen. God's grace yeah. over our family yes. and over, and over yeah. our life. And, uh, I'm thankful that he stewarded us to yeah. be able to pour into and, and sow into our kids. But if, if there's anything that I can do, I can just say, look, man, it's, it's literally, it's the grace of God over our lives to be able to raise some amazing kids. And we're proud of our kids, but they're, they're, they're really good kids. They love God. Carson's back there running lights uh, tonight on uh, in here. And then Reese is back in the back. She's hosting and, and helping with kids. And Brooklyn is always so eager to, to hop up there and, and help. And then Ella just, she's cute. That's, that's her thing. So <laughs> that's her gift. Right. That, I mean, and it's and a her gift. curse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a gift for sure because, but she, because she's so cute. But, uh, the Bible says this, that children are a gift. And I think the first thing that we have to do as parents is realize that our, our kids are a gift. Yeah. And you know, tonight, maybe you don't have kids and you're not in that season yet. What you need to realize, and I, I would encourage you don't tune this out. If you, if you don't have kids, um, because there's practical things that you can pick up for maybe when you do have kids. Or if your kids are older and you're a grandparent, I still think that there's things that apply no matter where you're at in that stage of life, that if you'll lean into these, that I really do believe it. But I, I want us to walk away with this, that our kids are a gift. They're not a burden. Right. Come on, they're, they're, uh, they're a gift. Yeah. They're a reward. Yeah. And it truly is something. I mean, Go back to the day that your child was born and that feeling. I remember the day that, that Ella was born uh, in particular is the one that's closest to us uh, now, you know, Carson. Time-wise. Time-wise, yeah, 16 years ago. Um, I have a really bad brain. But uh, two years ago, you know, that birth, it was a euphoric experience when your child comes right. into the world and, and you hold that baby for the first time and you realize, man, this child is a gift. And so we want to talk about uh, some of the keys to a healthy home. And, and I would just say this too, like if you are not a parent and you're here tonight, you can put yourselves in the place of the child and you can see how the father reflects his blessings Absolutely. onto you. And so when you're hearing this and you're, and you're 
what, what can you apply is it begins to give you a different perspective that I am, you know, the son or daughter of a king. You know, I am a son or daughter of the most high God. And that is a reward. When we, when we give our, our lives to the Lord and we surrender to his will, we become part of that family. And so it's just really cool reflection of like how the Lord sees us and, and, and how he looks at us as, as we're a gift to him as well. So Yeah, absolutely. And we, we would classify it this way. Keys to a healthy home is this. First, God. Second, marriage. Third, kids. Then others. Um, for us in our household, we always say this. It's, it's uh, family. Uh, family is your first ministry. Yeah. My kids are my first ministry. I know even today, you know, here we are, we've, we've got to set up and, you know, we've got to get church done. But there was an event that Carson had and Shannon made it a priority to be there. Why? Because it's, it's family first. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to miss church as, as much as we, we can, we're, we're gonna, but we're going to be at an event. We're going right. to be there. Um, I, I heard one of, uh, one of our previous pastors said it this way. He said, it's the power of being there. Yeah. And when you put family first and you're there, you're there on the sidelines, you're there at the events, you're there at the dance recitals, right. you're there at the cheer competitions, dads, when you have to wait literally all day long for a three-minute dance, like, <laughs> but you're there. I mean, the power of being there. And I'm telling you, when you'll show up and you'll be present and you'll put your family first, it's going to make all the difference in the world in your kids' lives. Absolutely. And I, I would just say this too, when your family is your first priority, you know, you gain the world, but you lose your family. Then if you, if you, if that was your mentality of like, well, but work, I'm providing for them. And I'm the, your kids need more than just the electricity turned on. Your kids need time with you and your kids need to know that you weren't fathers, that you weren't just a provider, but you were also their nurturer and mothers. You weren't just their mom and you didn't just cook their meals, but, but you were there to take care of them when they were sick and they didn't feel uh, like they were in the way of your busy schedule. And it, it does take intentionality. Um, definitely takes intentionality, but the payoff is, is, great. And I would say this, that, you know, we put it in this order, God, marriage, and then kids, because, you know, first our relationship, my relationship with God has to be right. Because if my relationship with God is not right, then I'm not going to be who I need to be for her. And if we're not right, then we're not going to be who we need to be for them. And then if we're not who we need to be for them, then it begins to trickle on out into every relationship in life. Then yeah. the kids get messed up. And then it just begins to, you know, it's just this domino effect. Yeah. And so if we're not right, then the kids aren't right. And so we have to work hard in our marriage to be sure that we're good, to be sure that we're forgiving one another, right. to be sure that we're being patient and kind and all of the things that the Bible commands love to be. And, I mean, that's not always an easy thing to yeah. do. And, but we fight for it and we know yeah. that we're called to be together and we love each other. Yeah. And, and so we know that it's worth the fight. And when we're good, then everything else Absolutely. flows, but it all flows out of our, our relationship with God. Yeah. Proverbs 22, six says, um, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he, his old, uh, he will not depart from it. There was one time, um, in my little sister, my mom was teaching us this verse and she was like, 
what is the verse and train up a child? And she's like, train up a child for the way he should go. When he's old, leave him alone. And she was like, that's not the verse. <laughs> like, you don't leave them alone. <laughs> your parents are involved in your life. And so parents, you do what you do on a daily basis in, affects your child for an eternity. And your relationship, your, your, their inheritance is the Lord's. If you will be, if you will receive what God's offering you, it will be an overflow into your children's lives. And, and there's, there's statistics that are amazing. 75% of kids brought up in the church left the church from 18 to 29. 25% of that um, stayed, had things in common. So out of the families who were in church and the people who made church a priority, and there, I know there's families here tonight that even came in and were like, we left a tournament just to be here because we made church a priority. And I'm, I, that God sees that. God sees that, that you have set that apart, that you've said, yes, the championship game is important and that kind of thing, but God first, right? And, and that God will reward that. And so... Um, and that, that statistic, though, I mean, it's, it's staggering because when yeah. you look at it, so, and here's the thing is because you, you take scripture, but then you see this stat, right? You go, okay, train a child in the way she go, and he will not depart from it. But then you read this stat that, on the other hand, says 75% of kids that were brought up in the church left the church yeah. from ages 18 to 79, so, or 18 to 29, not 18 to 79. That would be a really long time. <laughs> Like on my deathbed, I'm gonna uh, uh, kids from from 18 to 29. So you're like, you know, well, how do you like the the stats and the scripture doesn't line up? But the the key to this though is the 25 that stayed had these things in common. So when you look at it, it's right. not train up a child in the way he should go. It's just not like wake up on a Sunday morning or, you know, on a Sunday evening, we're making church priority. We're going to drag our kids to church and get them that, you know, it's not just it's not that. something you just check off the list. Yeah. It's a lifestyle of what you do every day. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, when you think of this idea of training, like you think of your kids' sports. What do they do? You know, you're taking them to practice multiple times a week. You're hiring a private trainer, you know, so they can hit the ball harder and hit the ball further. And, you know, you're hiring a speed coach or whatever so they can run faster. And, you know, you're doing all these different things. That's what training uh, a child, like if you're training them to be a pro athlete, that's what training a child looks like. But what does training up a child in the way of the Lord look like? It's, it's not just go to church. It's not just, you know, say that we're a member of, of this place. It's different. So there were five things that they said. They said this, and I know this is, you may go, this is not godly. This is a good principle, though. Uh, they ate five of seven nights a week as a family. They sat down five of seven nights as a week as a family. They made family time a priority. What it's saying is you're making family your number one priority. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to eat with my family. They served with their families in a ministry. This is one of the things, you know, when, when, when people ask, they're like, you know, why, what, what did you do? Was there something that well, you did? Well, usually the question is, how do you juggle family when you're in ministry full time? And I mean, well, our answer is that our family is our ministry. Yeah. And it's, uh, the church is just an overflow of that. And we do, we do ministry together. And that doesn't mean that just when you're a pastor, you do that, right? You no. do that when you're a Christian. Right. You are an example to them. You are their very first example to Jesus. And if you've had the privilege of raising a child who does know the Lord, or maybe you have another child who doesn't know the Lord and they're on their way right back, 
uh, if you set the example, they will always be able to look to you and say, but I know my mom's praying. I know my dad's praying for me. And you set that example. They were always intentional with me to have the dinners, you know, to sit and serve together at the church um, and making that, uh, being intentional with your children, I think yeah, is key. And, and I love it because I watch, you know, every week as we're setting up, I watch parents and their kids coming in together, you know, and parents are setting up or parents are, you know, filling a role. And I watch kids also, you know, hop alongside our children's ministry workers, Hannah yeah. Mae and Jordan, and they start serving and they start helping and they start putting up signs. And then they go back to kids ministry and they're, you know, doing like we have teenagers The our kids ministry is majority run by by teenagers. Yeah. Your kids that are back there that are serving, that are leading them in worship, that are leading them in games, that are sitting down with them in small group. And I'm telling you, when you'll do ministry together, they're going to be in that 25%. Now, listen to this one, though, because this one is, is crucial. They had one spiritual experience at home during the week, at least one spiritual experience during the week. Moms, dads, we've got to sit down with our kids. We've got to open up the Bible. We've got to read. We've got to pray. And, you know, this has been one of the battles for our family is because as things get busier and busier with four kids and schedules, it's like, where, you know, where do we, where do we find time for this? Because you go, you fight for it and you go, you know what? No, we've got to make time for this this week. We've got to make time. And, and what does that look like for us? I'll tell you what it looks like. Sometimes it's simply cutting on a worship song. And we'll sit and we'll listen. Sometimes we walk. Sometimes we pray. Every experience is different based on what we're walking through or the kids are walking through. Sometimes there's tears as we pray. Sometimes there's weeping as we pray. Sometimes it's just opening the Bible. But there needs to be a spiritual experience that's led by you, Mom, that's led by you, Dad, that you, that you cultivate those moments with your kids. They need that during the week. Well, and I'll just say this, too, about that. We, um, to, to the parents, if you say, you know, well, I just really don't know. I've, I've, heard, I've heard adults say this before. I just don't know how to pray. I don't know how to pray. If you know how to have a conversation with somebody, you know how to pray. A prayer is just literally, it's a conversation with the Lord. It's a conversation with your Heavenly Father. And if you will pray out loud, you will begin to teach your children how to pray. Do not let the enemy trick you into thinking you don't know how to pray. If you have breath in your lungs, you know how to speak, you know how to pray. Prayer is literally that. It is speaking to God. It is giving Him glory. The the um, the Bible um, very simply lays out how Jesus prayed and he started by giving glory to God. So all that start with that, God, you're worthy, Lord, you're worthy. God, we give you all the glory in our home. God, we just lift you up. The peace of God is in this home, Lord, you're worthy. Your Holy spirit resides in this home. God, I pray that you would just surround this home with your angels. God, put your Holy spirit in this home. Begin to speak those things and your needs are already known by the Lord. What he wants from you is you to surrender those things to him. Begin to speak those things out loud. And when you become vulnerable out loud with the Lord, your children will become vulnerable with you. Yeah. 
when you start going, God, we need you this week for a financial miracle in our, in our family. Lord, we need, you know, we need our, our grandma to be healed or we need dad to be healed or Lord, dad needs a job. Mom needs a new job. You begin to communicate that to the Lord. You're going to begin to train those children up that they will begin to lay their burdens at the feet of Jesus. They're going to hear what you're saying and they're going to be able to imitate that. So um, behavior, you, you can't enforce what you're not willing to lay an, out an example for. You can't enforce something there. So, well, you know, you go say, your, make sure you say your prayers before bed. If they've never heard you pray, pray over your children too. Lay hands on your children. Right. You know, bring your children close to you. Let them know uh, that prayer is a value in your family. Absolutely. You know, and I think prayer is... Uh, Prayer is absolutely crucial, and that's one of the things that in our home, I mean, our, our kids hear us pray multiple times a day. We're going to pray for them in the morning. We're definitely going to pray for them at night, and, you know, they may get prayed for a couple of other times, and so uh, they just it, it's always happening. Prayer is just always always happening in our home, but here's this is what I would, I would say about uh, prayer is going back to that, that opening scripture where it says this, that children are a heritage from the Lord and offspring and a reward. It says this, they're like arrows. Come on, somebody say arrows. arrows. Our kids are like arrows in the hands of a warrior. And, you know, prayer, I really feel like, is pointing yeah. our kids in that right. direction. Right. And, you know, God said, here's an arrow, but uh, an arrow is only good if it's sharp right. and if it's pointed in the right direction. Right. And we're going to get to sharpening here in just a second because sharpening is something called discipline, okay? Uh, It's a word that we don't like to use sometimes, but our kids need discipline. Come on, somebody said amen. Amen. The Lord, the Bible said, the Lord disciplines those that he loves. And sometimes we got to put them on the grinding axe and uh, and we got to sharpen our little arrows so they'll be sharp. And when they hit the target that that they're going to do some damage to the kingdom of darkness that we're living in. But the Bible said that they're like arrows in the hands. And so I see it like this, is that as we pray, we're going, God, help us to direct our kids in the right direction. God, help us to point our kids in the right direction direction. And I love this story in, so in, in Second Kings. Um, and so Elisha comes to the king and, and he says, he says, get a bow and get some arrows. And he did. And he took the bow and arrows. And he said to the king, when he had taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. And I think a lot of times we may be like, well, I don't, you know, I, I don't know the direction for my kid's life. I don't really know how to pray. For me, this is a picture of the Holy Spirit coming right alongside of us. And as we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit comes alongside of us and it helps us pray. Helps us point our kids in the right Right. direction. And I mean, the older they get, and we're experiencing this now as our kids are teenagers and Carson is beginning to look at colleges and schools. And, you know, you get to this moment where it's, you're stressful. You're freaking out a little bit, you know, and you're going like, we want to pick the right school. We want to do all the the right thing. I need the Holy Spirit to help point our kids in the right direction. And, uh, and so we've got to have the Holy Spirit in our life to come alongside of us and help point our kids in, in the right direction. Yeah, and absolutely. Sharp, 
sharpening is key, but you have to lead by example, right? Whenever, whenever I've wanted to train before, um, you know, when we, we used to go to boot camp and it's, it's cool. Cause you walk in and used you're like, to, we used, used to, to being key. Yeah. We, yeah. that's something we need to get back We're, on. Lord We're convicted help us about right that. Now, we know it. Us. We know. Um, but it's like you walk in and you see these people that have been going for a long time. You see the results, right? And you're like, man, I want, I want to have shoulders like that. I want to have calves like that, right? I mean, you compare because you're watching somebody that's put in the work. You're watching somebody that has been disciplined in their lifestyle. They've committed that and you're going um, in order to get results, right? So if you're leading by example, you're going to get those results from your children. Because when you begin to surrender your life to, to the Lord, you become a better parent, you become a better person, and you're, you're doing things that are submis- submitted to the Lord, and they're going to follow your example. So that's also very key. Yeah, absolutely. I love the way Joshua 24, 15 says it. It says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors that serve beyond the Euphrates and the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me, come on, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And this has to be the way that we lead. Tell our kids, hey, look, Other people may do this. Other people may do that. You may not understand their rules. We got some crazy rules. If you want to come talk about the Darby rule, we got some crazy rules in our house. I get asked the question by my kids, but so-and-so can do that. And I just say, for for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And this is what serving the Lord in my house looks like. So anyway, uh, I'm I'm never taught that tough. I'm kind of a pushover. But anyway, but she talks now. Shannon, though. Come on, Shannon will get on. That is get so on. not I'm kidding. true. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But as for me and my house. I just go to the back and I'm like, listen, you need to go talk to them because I did not like the way they just talked to me. And then I let him do it. <laughs> but we're going to point them. We're going to point them in the right direction. And the way we do that is we model it. Yeah. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And, and I model that. It's not just something that I say. It, my kids are going to see that. They're going to see it in the way I pray. They're going to, you know, your, your kids should see a Bible open up on the counter Absolutely. or opened up by your fireplace or whatever. They should walk in in times where you're praying and you're reading. You should lead by example in everything that you do. And they should look and they should go, you know what? I know that it's not just words with my dad. I know that it's not just words with my mom. I know that they have a genuine relationship. And when you do that, I'm telling you, along with prayer, you're pointing those kids in the direction that they should go. Yeah. And I would just say too, invite your children to pray with you. Say, Hey, why don't we wake up tomorrow morning and read our Bibles together? For some of you that may, their kids may be like, wait, what? Like we never (laughs) done this before. That's great. That's That's a new beginning. That's amazing. Like begin to, and, and even tell them like, look, this is new for me too. So why don't we go on this journey together? Like let's read and pray together, you know, and ask your kids. uh, One of the things we do before we pray at night as a family is what can we be praying for you about? And if you ask I mean, y'all have been asked this before. I know majority of you have been asked this by me. If you're in a small group or um, we've been in relationship, I'll, I mean, if you ask somebody what they need prayer for, you are going to touch their heart and they're going to open up to you because people are hurting in this world and they need people to support them and love them. But if your children are your first ministry, you are going to touch their heart when you just don't say, how was your day? That's great. At the end of the day, Ask them, 
hey, what can I be praying with you about? Like, how's everything with your friends going? You know, how's your walk with the Lord? You know, have you been able to read lately? I know you've been really busy. So be intentional with that. Spend time with your kids. When you have more relational equity to some, with someone, when you have relational equity with your children and you're spending time with them, even if it's playing a game, you know, um, one of the best things that Carson has memories when he was little, when we lived in California, there was like a Panera Bread right around the corner. And they would always go up there and play cards like on Saturday mornings, and that's how they would talk. And and he just spent time with them. It doesn't, it doesn't. In fact, it's where we had the talk. Yeah, he's blocked Panera Bread now. Anytime we did, we've never been back to Panera Bread since it ruined it. That's a whole. He's like that place topic. makes me want to vomit now. I cannot go to that. Poor Carson, yeah. he has trauma at Panera Bread, but he's scarred. Um, but yeah, be spending time with your kids. It doesn't all have to be spiritual, right? Like you can have, just just have time with your kids so that when you do go to them, you're like, hey, can I pray with you? Like they already know that you care about them. And um, sometimes we just get so busy that that's has not become a priority in yeah, our lives. Absolutely. And then the final thing would just be this discipline. Discipline has to be a part of, of parenting. You know, the Bible yeah. says it this way, uh, for the Lord disciplines those he loves. Yes. And he punishes each one he accepts as his child. And when we kind of get off the the path, what will God do? Nudge us back on a little. And it's not always, doesn't always feel the best. It's not always the greatest. How many, I mean, we've all gone astray, right? I mean, we've all had those moments in our walk where we've kind of, it's like, you know, we knew what was right. We knew what was wrong. And we kind of went off and God goes, okay, I'm going to, here, let me help pull you back on course. And it's not always fun, but we we know that he loves us when he, he would just let us go wild and go crazy. But no, he pulls us back on the path. Why? Because he loves us. And then Proverbs 29, 17 says, discipline your children and they will give you peace of mind. Come on. Anybody wants a peace of mind Amen. and will make your heart glad. Yeah. And, and it all comes from, and it all comes from, from discipline. And this is the hard part. And, and I love what, what you put down here is that uh, the word discipline, the root word of that is disciple, which comes from the Latin word, which means student. And so we usually think of that really more as like, you know, uh, a follower. But in reality, it means uh, one who studies. And so we're helping our, our kids become uh, Christ followers. Right. And in that, we, we have to dis- discipline them. And if we want them to be disciples, we've, we've yeah. really got to discipline them. Yeah, and I would say this one. One of the things we do we do get asked a lot is how did how did you discipline your kids? Um, a lot of us probably may not have been raised in a home where discipline was a biblically based thing. Um, a lot of people have experienced things in their childhood where they don't have that example to follow. And and I would just say this: um, if God is our Father, right, and He parents us based on His love for us. And he disciplines us based on his love for us. Then that is how we have to reflect towards our children. We have to reflect with grace. We have to look at them that they are, they are children. They are not many adults. They are children. They are going to mess up. Um, the book that we are going to start down the road, we're going to start a parenting class based off the book of Shepherding a Child's Heart. And when Carson was very little, uh, somebody gave me this book, and uh, I've talked about it multiple times, but it really does, um, it it changes your perspective, because when you're raising your child, you don't don't get onto them for spilling a, a glass of milk. That's an accident, right? What you do is, and what the book communicates, it's 
beautifully done by talking to your children about the issue of the heart. So what is going on inside of your child's heart? Why are they behaving that way? What is going on in your child that's causing them to act out? Have, we, have you asked your child, are you hurting? What is going on with your, and ask the Lord as a parent, God will give you the discernment to say something's off. Have you ever had your kid walk in after a day of school, after school, and you already know something's something's wrong? And and ask them, let them communicate. Like, you know, maybe something at school is going wrong. Maybe something in their classroom, they're hurting, or maybe somebody called them a name or hurt their feelings or something like that. But it always goes back to the heart. And the man looks at the outward appearance, right? We can look at our kid's behavior and be like, well, that's just our kid. They're just acting out. They're just... That is not how we were created. We were all created with a heart that needs to be nurtured. And if our hearts are nurtured by the Holy Spirit, we have to be as parents. We have to nurture that heart. And if your child is, if you're having maybe a difficult time or something like that, maybe get back to the heart of the issue, right? Make sure that they know that they are loved no matter what, that there's grace. But when we get back to discipline, there does have to be consequences for your child's behavior. Just there's grace and there's mercy. Um, and in our, in our home, when our children make mistakes, uh, we do talk about it. There are consequences, but then we don't bring it up again. And like, you just did this yesterday. You're always this way. You, Bob, that's not how God does us, right? So why should we reflect differently than the grace that we've been offered to our children. If we're trying to disciple them and make them Christ followers, then we need to lead by the example of Christ. And so ask the Lord to work on their heart because that's what the Lord is worried about. That's what the Lord is, is, um, is concerned with is the, is the, the heart of the, of the issue. And I would just say too, uh, with discipline, follow through on that, follow through on disciplining your your kids. It's hard because you want to be able to reward your children. You love your children. You know, I've heard it said like having children's having your heart like walk around outside of your chest and it's it's easy to give in, but be committed that it, let your children know have clear communication that if you behave this way, this is your consequence and follow through on that consequence. You have to you have to uphold them and teach them because if not, then they're going to grow into entitled adults who think that they can get away with anything because they have their whole life. And when they walk into the real world, it's going to be a very hard reality that the way that they've behaved now has consequences. It's going to be like culture shock. And that's the way the Lord does us. He forgives us and he moves on and he forgets our sins and he casts them as far as the east is to the west. But when we have the consequences, he's there to walk us through those consequences and show grace and mercy along the way. Yeah, and I think, you know, for me, um, there was probably seven or eight years ago, uh, went on this men's retreat, and um, I kept hearing all these men refer to God as daddy and, and papa, and, you know, I was like, that's weird. Um, <laughs> I st- at the time, it was weird to you, like, but anyway. True confession, I still think it's a little weird, but, <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, I just, I didn't get it, you know what I mean? Right. And, uh, and so I, I really, in the moment, I just, I prayed, yeah. and I talked to, and I was talking to God, and uh, it was this amazing day to where uh, it started snowing, and so I just went out in the woods, in the snow, and I just began to talk to God, and I was like, God, 
I really want to know you as a father, but I'm not sure what that looks like. Um, I'm not sure what what knowing you as a father looks like. Uh, and you know, some of you may even you know you might we may you may hear us sing songs about father. You're a good good father, or, or whatever it is. And you may even have those same questions, you know, and you just go. I don't know because you, maybe you feel like you you didn't have the best dad to look up to, uh, maybe you didn't have a dad, and so singing songs about the father even uh, it's hard for you to reflect yeah, it on. Can be it can be confusing. Yeah, it's hard to reflect on because you go, well, my father wasn't there, so you don't have anything earthly to relate it to. Uh, and so I was out in the woods, and it just began to snow all around me, and. Um, and I just heard God say, okay, Craig, I want, I want you to write down everything you do for your kids. And so I just, I just started writing things down. And I mean, it was really simple. Clean their knee when they fall down. Um, pick them up when they fall down. Uh, love on them. Encourage them. Take them here. Take, I mean, I just I went down the list of just everything that I did as a dad. And I mean, I ended up with, you know, 30 different things. And then I heard God say to me, that's what I do for you. When you fall down, I pick you up. When you're hurting and you hurt yourself, I clean you up. I offer you grace. I offer you mercy. I, I love you. I provide for you. And I just heard God say those things to me. And and, and, you know, I, I just think that we serve such a, a good father. Yes. Yeah. And we need to reflect that heart towards our kids. And it can be easy to, to get impatient. And it can be easy to, we're not perfect by any means. I lose my patience. And uh, I've said things that, that I regretted or acted a way that, that I regretted towards my kids. But I think this is a key thing is that I've, I've had to come back and repent to them for that and go, guys, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not perfect, but I, I love you. Yeah. And I need you to forgive me for the way that I talked, for the way that I reacted. And uh, you gain equity in moments like that. But Yeah, absolutely. And, it's, and sometimes as parents, we do mess up. And maybe you haven't been the parent that you need to be for your children. There is never a better time to start than the current time, than your present situation. You can turn the life of your child around just by taking these practical principles and applying them. And, and one of the main things that, um, that, that we do in our home and that I have seen a huge, be a huge difference maker, your children need to be spoken to with kindness, with love, with intentionality. If you want your child to be a leader, then tell them they are a leader. If you want your child to be an example to others, then tell them you are such an example to others. I'm so proud of you. I love the way that you lead. God is going to use you. God has got miracle plans for your life. You have a future. God's not finished with you. You know what? You messed up at school today, but I know you're going to do better tomorrow. You know what? I know that today was a little bit rough and mommy had to correct you or daddy had to correct you, but I believe in you. And let me just say this too. We are raising up 
uh, warriors, right? We are raising up kids that are going to be fighters for the kingdom, and they are going to to tear down walls, and they're a generation that's going to change the world. I truly believe that. But let me tell you this too. Uh, this is to dads and moms. It is okay for your children to see you cry. It is okay to be vulnerable with your children. It is okay for your children, sons and daughters to feel emotion. They are children. And, you know, Jesus was known as the gentle shepherd, but that didn't make him any less of a warrior. Be gentle with your children. Jesus Jesus said, come unto me as a child. Let the children come unto me. Let, Let your children be children. Be gentle with them. Be graceful with them. Be encouraging to them. If you begin to speak life into your children, the Bible says that there is power of life and death in the tongue. Speak life over your children. Encourage them. If they get a bad grade, pour into them and be like, you know what? Let's study together. I want to learn this too. And I know that we're going to get it together. Be that per- Be your child's cheerleader. Be their disciplinarian, but be their cheerleader. Be there to pick them up when they're down. And I can tell you, I have seen it in my own, in my own kid's life. When I get, when we get distracted as parents or we're too busy um, and, and it's been just a, a hectic few days, have your children sit down and speak life over them and just say, hey, I've noticed that we've been busy, but I wanted to tell you, thank you so much for being strong for us. You know, I know that you are have been having a hard time. You know, is there anything going on with children? Communication, just like we said last week, communication with your children, the same as it is with marriage, the same as it is with other people in your relationship with God. Communication is key. Um, but that forgiveness that you were just talking about is also so important. None of us are above asking for forgiveness from our children. Sometimes we have um, made mistakes along the way, and it is setting an example to your child when you humble yourself and you go to them and you say, look, I snapped at you and I am so sorry. I should not have talked that way. Can you please forgive me? Even if they were doing something they shouldn't have been doing, you know, our, our reaction has got to reflect the heart of Christ. And that's not how God comes at us. He doesn't come at us and beat us up and say, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you. Why would you do that? That's not how God comes at us, right? Have you ever known the Father to come at us like that? The answer is no. He offers grace and mercy and love. And so approach your children the same way we're approached by the Father.